0: This is the Artist Coaching Podcast. What's up, Matt? Good to have you here.
1: Yeah, good to talk to you.
0: Yeah, man, nice to meet you. Uh, you're, I think you're actually the first person in this podcast uh, that I've never met in person before. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: Ah, whereabouts are you? Europe, I assume. Sorry? Are you in Europe? Yeah, yeah, yeah
0: I, I'm uh, in Tilburg. It's in the south of Holland, actually. It's not that far away from you.
1: Oh, nice, yeah,
0: yeah, it's near the border with Belgium,
1: yeah, I've been to Belgium two years ago, you like I'm um, going to the Netherlands in a couple of months, actually, so
0: oh really nice on a holiday or a business, uh, a little bit of both okay that's that's the best <laughs> cool, um, yeah, so like I mentioned, I have never met you before, um. I found you on the internet actually, Fe- yep. feels a little bit of Tinder right now but it wasn't. <laughs> um, I found you because I read an article from your hand which was on EDM.com and yeah. uh, I started clicking through and I started looking into your name and what you've been doing and stuff and mm-hmm. I've, I, I just saw a lot of interesting things and I just wanted to have a conversation with you about that so
1: mm-hmm.
0: let's just start with the beginning, uh, who are you? <laughs>
1: Okay, so um, I'm Matt Lily white obviously, mm-hmm. as it says in the title. Um, so a couple of years ago, I started this charity single.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was just a little side project sort of I wanted to do just to sort of get into the music industry. And a, ch- a charity it, single? Yeah, for Cancer Research UK. It mm-hmm. was called Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um And then I sort of got in contact with a couple of people, and then Klaas, a German producer Mm -hmm. who's got something like 100 million views, something like that.
0: I know a few of his tracks, actually. Yeah,
1: he ended up remixing it, and then that remix was played at Tomorrowland, and then it also got supported by Dimitri Vegas and Light Mike, Rehab, and a couple of others. So it Mm -hmm. sort of skyrocketed, got several hundred thousand plays, and did all right. Wow, nice. And then from that, I went to work at the Wall of Comedy, which is like a giant Facebook uh, viral page It uploads funny videos. That's got about three million likes now. Mm -hmm. Um, And from that, I just sort of learned social media management. And it was just sort of getting into social media because I knew it would be something which would grow exponentially over the next few years. So it's something I just want to learn more about. And then that I've been able to apply things I've learned obviously into my artist social media social media strategy and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, so from that I then went to uh, manage a, a duo from NCS called Uplink mm-hmm. um, they had like 10 million views um, we ended up doing quite a few projects together but we decided to part ways in September because we had different directions of where yeah, we wanted to happen. take the brand, so yeah. it was the best thing to do, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I also work for EDM.com, which is a giant uh, Facebook page slash blog. It's got 1.7 million followers. It's a
0: lot. It's so uh, big. It's crazy.
1: Yeah, definitely, and we're probably one of the biggest EDM blogs in the music industry, mm-hmm. I think. Um, um, I also work for Chill Your Mind as an A&R, Mm-hmm. Which is a YouTube channel with 400,000 subscribers, but we've uh, also got a record label from that, which is YA and r Oh, really? And
0: okay.
1: The first release was actually supported by the Australian Government's Tourism Board. Okay. Um, that gained over 1.1 million views on Facebook, several hundred thousand Spotify streams, and then every release from that has just been getting better and better and better in terms of views and everything.
0: And is that all because... Uh was it you who was behind the strategy, like the online strategy? Yeah, I was
1: behind the strategy for that one. And then sort of over the past couple of releases, I've just gone more into the A&R side. Cool. cool. Um, nice. but also, I now manage three artists who have been on NCS, which are Axel, Anecdote, and Leviant. Mm-hmm. Leviant's also on Trap Nation, mm-hmm. um, and Which it's is also really big. Yeah, <laughs> and in total, they've got probably 120 million plays, roughly, something like that. Wow. Um, And we're working on some big projects, not just sort of the what people call normal big within EDM. It's like big within the whole entertainment exactly. industry. Yeah. We're branching out into other genres. I get it. Um, so, the, yeah, that's sort of me in a nutshell.
0: Cool. And um, like you, you already mentioned EDM.com. Let's just first yeah. go there. How did you end up working for EDM.com? Is it something you ran into or did you learn get to learn someone who brought you in there or was it an internship or how did you get there?
1: Um I really sort of, I've been following it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um and because I at the Wall of Comedy, I was a journalist there. I wanted to take my sort of journalism skills and transfer them into the music industry. Uh So I literally just hit up the editor slash owner at edm.com and just ask if there were some positions available. Cool. Is is, is it like a real uh,
0: job for you or is it something you do for free for exposure or?
1: Uh, It's something I do for free. Um, It's just a passion of mine. It's a hobby Hmm. and I absolutely love it.
0: So they just have uh, guest bloggers actually.
1: Basically, yes. Although it's sort of a set list of bloggers.
0: Yeah, exactly. Cool. That
1: makes sense. And yeah.
0: um in your opinion... Like most
1: like sorry, your EDM and all of that, I understand that all of their writers do it for free as well. Yeah, so.
0: exactly. It's not it's not like a weird thing. I, I know as well that a lot of people yeah. do it for free. Um of course it's a great way to get exposure for yourself and I, f- I found you through this you know like yeah, otherwise exactly. I wouldn't have found you so <laughs> um, it's a great way to get exposure of course there you go and um, you, you're writing for a really big blog like like you said I think even the biggest right now um,
1: I'd certainly say
0: so yeah so what's your opinion on blogs at this moment because there's a lot of things that have been shifting in the music industry in the mm. last few years uh Promotion have been have been shifting. Marketing has shifted. What's your uh, your opinion on blogs right now? How important are they?
1: And yeah. um, I don't want to completely discredit EDM.com, but I think they're. Di- I don't want to say dying, but I think they're becoming less relevant than what they were two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, as people are able to source information from Spotify, YouTube a lot more easily of sort of new songs they like. Yeah. Um, it becomes a lot harder for blogs to find exclusive things which they can show to audiences. Yeah, true. And, um,
0: I, th- and I think also that blogs made kind, uh, some kind of a mistake like uh, one or two years ago when they were really relevant, you know, like all yeah. the artists were screaming to get on those blogs. Uh, and at that point, a few of those blogs charged a lot of money to get featured. Um, that's a mistake yes. yeah yeah and, and i think that's where they went wrong as in of course it's normal to pay us an amount of money to get featured you know it's, mm. it's normal advertising uh but they just started asking ridiculously high prices
1: yeah I, I don't believe in that i think that if somebody is talented then the blog should be able to showcase their talent because that's ultimately what it's for mm-hmm. um but i do think that going into the next two or three years I think we'll certainly see a shift towards voice mm-hmm. so I think the first few blogs to get a podcast out of all their content transcribed into audio form I think that they will do extremely well
0: yeah definitely um, I, th- I believe in podcasts <laughs> as well Uh, I I noticed that you have a podcast as well. I I just actually subscribed on it on iTunes. That's
1: awesome. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I started that whilst I was in Australia, but when I was traveling around, I wasn't able to update it so often, and so I'm going to start that twice a week now, I think it's going to be. I'm actually uploading one in a couple of hours.
0: Nice. And on that blog, you just do um, several kind of subjects about the music industry. I, I just sc- uh, scrolled through it. I saw some rants. I saw a Spotify playlist subject. Yes. Um, your vision on the music industry. Like, w- What's yeah. your thought behind this? Why, why did you decide to do this?
1: I want to showcase what my thoughts are on the music industry. And I think it's a great platform to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also post marketing tips and stuff as well which are stuff that I use myself I don't want to give advice that I don't use myself yeah Um, and I think that it's just somewhere which I can launch my own sort of train of thought and I can just share it with the world because that's ultimately what a blogger does they yeah. share their thoughts with the world
0: yeah and and to come back to the story with the bloggers, um, I think the main thing why you should blog is because you you can make money out of the the website visits, the web, website clicks, yes, because of the ads. Correct. Uh, and I think because um, they yeah. they started to charge so much money for coverage, um, that's where they went wrong, I guess.
1: Yes, I think. Um, one thing I'm starting to notice, though. Facebook, I mean obviously EDM.com is quite big on Facebook mm-hmm. as the page, however obviously with Facebook organic reach extremely low, mm-hmm. I think that's a problem that a lot of blogs are going to have to sort of navigate around.
0: Especially since last week.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I'm not sure what, what, how your life has been looked like, but my life has been destroyed in the last one <laughs> <week. laughs>
1: Um, I mean, if you're just adhering to an algorithm and you're just doing organic content, then yes, any algorithm change will mess you up. Mm -hmm. However, if you're doing regular paid advertisements and whatever, then it's not so much of a problem because you know that your uh, content is constantly reaching the right people. Yeah, true. Um, But I do think that because people are not as willing to click through to external sites on Facebook anymore, it does take a little bit of time, 10, 20 seconds sometimes, even with my slow internet, (laughs) just to load the Facebook blog article, I think that in the future blog articles will be incorporated into facebook as a native yeah yeah you of. should post native okay. stuff
0: so they will probably post different stuff on instagram on what yeah that's yeah, actually that's not, not a, there's not a blog who does that right now do they
1: I don't think so, and actually, I'm going to talk to my editor in a couple of hours.
0: <laughs> I, we should have like the gold, the golden try. ID
1: right now. Recording. I want to give it a try. <laughs> yeah, you I think should... you'll have a better reach than an external platform link.
0: Yeah, definitely. But it's just what's been happening with Facebook in the last week. To give you a comparison, uh, I have 86, not somewhat, uh, thousand followers on on uh, Facebook. Mm. And last week I posted a video and it got 198 people reached. I was oh! Like, what the Damn. Damn! That was just a punch in the what? face. That was just wow. That's, oh, yeah. So, That's not uh, great at all. That was the moment where I decided, like, okay, s- things changed. You know, like, I I need to I need to fix this. So, uh, but it's just like you said, it's something that that will keep on changing, uh, especially in the future because. Internet is flooding with with information.
1: Um, I mean, yeah, obviously you've got load. you got more content curators than ever now, mm-hmm. and also obviously Mark Zuckerberg announcing that the Facebook algorithm will be tailored more towards people's friends and pages. Mm-hmm. Then those two factors combined just really low reach. Honestly, it's yep. horrific, and that's what's happening. So, right, yeah,
0: that's what's happening right now. So I think for artists, especially and. Uh, of course, for blogs as well, it's really important to, yeah, to see how you're going to solve this problem because you still want to reach your fans, you still want to uh, bring your information towards your fan base, um, and you need to do it on a really cool way. So,
1: I think stories are really helpful for that, though, because yep. even though if they may not see your post in their feed, fair enough, but they still probably see that you've posted a story or something.
0: Exactly, it's still branding and marketing. There you go. Yeah um cool so um where were we where were the blogs okay um and you're also an a n r an a r at yes. chill your mind you mentioned chill yes, your mind right. it's funny because i knew chill your mind because uh, i once pitched a song for someone else there uh yeah. before that i wasn't uh, i didn't knew it, but it's really big they are, they were approaching five hundred thousand subscribers at the
1: moment, yeah, correct. Um, yeah. should hit 500,000 fairly soon. Yeah, exactly. um, I think we've got like 20,000 during 2018 so far, which is reasonable.
2: Yeah,
1: um, and so I think we'll get it within probably by April or May. Yeah. Plus, we've got a Spotify playlist which are constantly growing as well. So, how
0: much, how much followers does that have?
1: Probably 35,000 in total, but that's growing several hundred a day as well. So, nice.
0: And how did you end up at Chill Your Mind? Because that's another company. It's not a part yes. of EDM.com,
1: is it? And no, it's not. No. Um, so I've been owner Pathway. I've just been friends with him for months, if not years. Mm-hmm. And it was just, sort of, I was doing very innovative ways of promotion, let's put it, um, with my artist that I manage, he picked up on that and just asked me to help out, and then it just sort of developed from there, then I sort of went into full-time.
0: Cool, so cool. you're doing that full-time right now, a right? Yes. And how much, uh, can, you, can you describe that job for me, like what is it that you do on a regular basis?
1: Um, so we receive probably several hundred submissions a day. Um, yeah. just And so I just go through every one, just saying if it fits the channel. Um, obviously, the mix down is a really important factor for me because the song might be good, but if the mix sounds terrible, we won't accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's a big factor. And also it's finding, so going through every single submission for Spotify, Playlist, YouTube channel and all of that, um, and then also finding new artists for the record label, because obviously we want to release good music of what we like. Yeah, sure. I and mean, we want to be able to share that with the world. So often it's just finding artists, to so going on YouTube, Spotify, just seeing if there's anybody that we think, yeah, we'd like to release their music in the future.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, of yeah. course. And, um, That's basically so, what so, I do. So you get like 700 people a day who send
1: you music. Uh, several hundred, yeah.
0: Several hundred. So th- probably
1: two to three hundred.
0: Wow, and you go through all of them, so I can imagine that takes up for at least two, three, three hours a day to check all that music?
1: I'd say two or three hours, yeah. I'm, I mean, as obviously you get so many submissions, I listen to the first 30 seconds, because yeah. it's got to capture your attention. And yeah, if the first 30 seconds are good, I'll listen on, if it's not, I'll just... Yeah, yeah
0: you've made your decision in like two or yeah. three seconds, like, no, it's not going to happen, not going to happen. Mm. Yeah, of course. There you go. But it still takes up a lot of time of your day, of Definitely. course. Definitely. Yeah, uh, So that's your main thing right now, that's your main job?
1: I'd say so, along with my management, yes. yeah.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, and Chill Your Mind is a YouTube channel, but also a label. Um,
1: yes.
0: Is, is there something else they are planning to do, or what you would like to do with it? or?
1: We want to do events. Um, Smart, yeah. Yeah, um, so one thing that i'm looking at doing is working with resorts in sunny destinations over in spain croatia (inaudible) etc because obviously that market listens to chill music it's by the beach Mm -hmm. and so we could launch our own event sort of in one of those types of locations it will be europe i imagine yeah um, and do our own sort of Chill Your Mind event, whether it's a gig, festival, or whatever. Sounds
0: more like an Ibiza thing to me, you know, like sun,
1: yeah.
0: house music. is it, But is, is it mainly house music or is it s- it's several It's mainly
1: guys? sort of deep house, tropical house type vibes. So.
0: Okay. And could you describe the impact of such a channel? Because you have a really big reach. Same goes for EDM, of course, EDM.com.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but could you describe, like, you, you manage artists yourself as well. How important yes. is it right now to be featured on those kind of channels?
1: I think that it's, it depends on the channel, because obviously it depends on their engagement rate and whatever. But sometimes it can be life-changing. Like, some people have goals to get on to Trap Nation in their music career, Mr. Suicide Sheep, Majestic Casual. That is their ultimate goal in their music career. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it is to your mind. Um, and and just to sort of be able to help people achieve those goals or help them get one step closer to that goal is absolutely phenomenal.
0: Cool. I, I, I also think that getting featured on big Spotify playlists, mm. big blogs or YouTube channels yes, is the perfect way right now to get your music and your brand out I mean,
1: there. Mira Mesa, he was featured on Majestic Casual and then his music completely blew up from there. Same with several artists on Trap Nations. So it's yeah. certainly possible. Yeah,
0: sure, but it's just that the, those kind of channels have so many attention. There's so many, mm. uh, it's such a big audience there. And the fun thing is, especially with, with Chill Your Mind, it's a sub-genre, so all the people who yes. are a fan are especially interested in those, uh, uh, that kind of music. Mm. Um, so if you make that kind of music and you get featured on those platforms, it's the best way to promote yourself.
1: Exactly. And, um, and how yeah.
0: hard is it to get on such a platform? How many uploads do you do at a day from, let's say, you get two to 300 uh, submissions a day? How many of those tracks actually end up on the website?
1: I think our conversion rate, so the amount of our acceptance rate is probably zero point seven percent.
0: Zero point seven. So that's uh yeah two or three? Two or three a day?
1: Roughly, yeah, two or three. That we think. Yeah, this can go into our Spotify playlist store on our YouTube channel.
0: Yeah. And and what's your what's the thing you're um yeah, you're you're looking out for when you're doing the A and
1: um, I like innovative music, so I don't like something which sounds like everything out there, because mm-hmm. um, quite often people, like, do you know the song I Took a Pill in Beezer by <laughs> yeah. Mike Posner and CB? Yeah. They did the vocal chops, and then everybody else started doing it, and it was just like, come on. <laughs> um, and like, I, I'm not a fan of that. Instead, I want something which is unique to the artist. I want them to showcase what their creativity and not just sort of following a trend um because that type of thing works really well and it just sort of creates better content to be honest if we're able to showcase something unique
0: yeah sure and how hard is it for you to um to make a, a like a line to draw a line where your opinion matters but also the style of the platform you know because Ultimately, you're, you're making decisions for the platform, but you have your mm. you have your, your own taste of music as well.
1: Uh, my own taste of music is actually sort of chill music and that kind of mm. stuff. So that really helps because so it overlaps. Say if it was, yeah, it overlaps. So I uh, know sort of what's good and what's not. I know roughly what fits the platform. Cool.
0: Great to hear. Um,
1: yeah, so I really like Tygo and sort of Matoma and all of that type of stuff, which we upload pretty regularly.
0: Okay, nice. And like the, like the the income model of of the blog is probably the views, right? It's it's Google AdWords, those kind of things. Yes, right? yeah. And can you, do you know how much a click is worth at this moment, like how many? I
1: can't um, give you an exact number, I'm not no, quite sure.
0: It really, it really depends on the ads, right? That run in, uh, Yeah, it depends
1: uh, on obviously traffic and all of that, yeah, it, yeah. it varies.
0: Cool, uh, let's go a little bit deeper into your management. Um, sure. Because, yeah, you've mentioned that you manage three artists right now. How did this yes, happen, okay. as in how did they, did they approach you or were you the one that approached them?
1: Um, so I added them on Facebook, their personal account, because of, I just want to get a talk to them, and it, I didn't have the intent of managing them at the time, mm-hmm. um, I just wanted to get to know them, obviously, being on, with UpLink, they were on NCS, so I wanted to talk to other NCS artists, just to sort of expand my network, mm-hmm. um, and Axel and Leviant for my first two, And we just started talking, and our ideas, our way of thinking were just completely the same. We really got on. Um, My ways of promotion are definitely different to what other people are doing within the music industry. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll touch on that in a minute. Um, And so we just decided it would be great to work together. And then about a month later, I got talking to Anecdote, and it was just exactly the same sort of situation. Um, And... We just got started working together, developed up the contract, and then yeah, it became cool. official.
0: And uh, but you you were you were actually the one who hooked up with them, instead. Yeah. Okay, cool. And w- can you name a few things that you uh, you as a manager do for your artists? What's the thing that you're responsible for? What's the thing that
1: um, that you offer as a service? Uh, so with working on quite a lot of brand deals at the moment. Um, for confidentiality reasons, I can't yeah, name sure, the specific sure. brands, sure. um, but we're also doing things like collaborations. So we're looking at who's got a lot of attention within the music industry or other ways of entertainment. So mm-hmm. sports TV and collaborating with them. Um, so often singers, producers with several million views will sort of begin in with them. We're actually doing one with a singer right now. who's very well known. Mm-hmm um so collaborations general artist management social media management um also looking to get some, uh what do you call it gigs up around Europe and Australia very very soon cool um so it's just sort of that type of thing just generally managing their career making sure that they uh they're becoming more successful every single yeah. day that their brand's um, growing yes definitely
0: cool sounds like a great job i actually uh, the fun thing is a few people asked me as well but i did, i don't really feel like doing it yet uh, <laughs> you know uh, the coaching is really uh it, it really has a lot of um similar things than doing management mm, uh, but fine. in the end there still is a difference so maybe i will do it in the future as well but until <laughs> now i uh, <laughs> i pass <laughs> yeah uh, I you've mentioned your your um social media marketing tactics like what's yeah. What's really different to your thing than uh, the
1: regular music industry? Uh, from what I've noticed, I may be wrong, but mm-hmm. from what I've noticed, most people just go write blogs, YouTube channels, Spotify playlists. Mm-hmm. And that tends to be most people's methods of promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I do that, but also I'm looking at sort of tourism boards of different countries and different states. So, for example... If we've got a chill music song, we might look at working with the tourism board of Florida, Australia and stuff like that, because that song integrates into their sort of uh, location very nicely.
0: And then you make sure that the tracks ending up uh, underneath a video or how do I say it?
1: Um, so, the track will end up sort of in the credits of the description mm. and also onto Instagram. So, travel videos, gaming videos, all of that straight onto there. Um, Musically is a platform which is it actually in the top 10 charts over here in the UK yeah, at the moment. It was pretty,
0: it was on its way to the top 10. Five, I think, here in Holland, but I think it's going down now. I, I'm not mm. sure. I've had I've had a look into it, but I must say I'm not that good of a singer,
1: so <laughs> I uh, <laughs> pretty pretty. But well, you good don't stuff. need to be a singer to be good at it. Mm-hmm. Like I've had a look because my sister's eight years old, and her and all of her friends are on it, which is how I first picked up on it. And then obviously loads of people talking yeah. on social media about it now. Mm-hmm. And you've got. People just lip syncing to the songs, dancing to songs, uh, creating expressing themselves through music, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so we're working with them to create uh, videos to go up on their musically because some of them have three, four, five million followers. it's yeah, crazy. Like there's info. So that can allow the like, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that can allow our track to get a lot more. Pressure. Yeah, so and different. as well, Musically have recently partnered with Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Musically partnered with Apple Music, and so when the tracks get a lot of attention on Musically, you see a massive increase in Apple Music streams.
0: Oh, nice! Which
1: leads to revenue.
0: Yeah, yeah. and how do you um, do you approach those influencers? Like, how, how do you find out what their name is or uh, what their contact address are? or...
1: Literally yesterday I must have spent 8 hours or so just scrolling through Musical.ly building up a uh, list of influencers Mm -hmm. um, because I know quite a lot. My network's easily at 100 million on Mm -hmm. Musical.ly and so literally just scrolling through because in their profiles like what you have on Facebook and Instagram you have the email address, their name and everything. Everything you need. (laughs) Exactly, and then so you just literally build up a database and um, email them.
0: So it's really hand-to-hand combat, actually.
1: Yes, and I don't do automation or anything like that. No, not totally.
0: no, totally. And um, no. Do, they, do, do you need to invest money yep. in those influencers? Are they asking for some client, some kind of um, yeah, like fee for this, or is it something they do for
1: free? Uh, I'd say 90% of the time they'll do it for free. Mm-hmm. However, if they've got 10 million followers, 20 million followers, 5 million followers, whatever, then they may ask for $50 or something fairly small. Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous,
0: with, you know, like reaching out to 10 million people for $50.
1: Exactly. So okay. it's like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, um, <laughs> but 100. Yeah, i <laughs> say it's underpriced um, yeah. for what it is. And artists listening to this should definitely take a look into it. Great, man. Yeah,
0: I've heard of Musical.ly myself as well. I've dived into it as well, uh, but I'm not making music myself anymore, so mm. I'm, I'm not uh, looking out for influencers at the moment, but I do advise people to do it, especially because you said yes, it's really underpriced right. right now. It's a big platform, but especially with the younger ages, I think between 10, 14 years old, something like yeah. that.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, yeah, it's it's a great investment to do as an artist.
1: Definitely, I agree.
0: Okay, so... Let's just take the overall picture, what's your vision on the music industry right now and what would you like to see different in the future?
1: I think right now the whole music industry, I don't want to be horrible, but I think the music industry is becoming quite selfish, Mm -hmm. Um, people are just out for personal gains of you get messages saying, I really want you to promote my song, but people don't do anything in return to help that blog or platform, whatever.
0: They never offer any value in return. There
1: you go. And I think that people should start offering value because then the relationship, even if you've only got 10 followers, the relationship with that blog channel, whatever, will increase and you'll become a lot closer with them. It'll become a lot easier to reach out to them. And I think that... The music industry could definitely be a nicer place if people started doing that.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: And when it comes down to the future, like, what would you like to see changed, aside from people being more being nicer in the in the future?
1: I think that oh, you putting me on the spot. Um,
0: <laughs> Take a minute for it, no problem.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, we can all
2: cut. This I think out. that
1: it should be. <laughs> More audio focus, so Mm -hmm. for example, podcasts um, and the general music, because I think the music videos and whatever are cool, but they take away the fact that it's music, it's just something that we listen to on the bus, on the train, on our way to school, work in the car, whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that people just sort of integrating more audio format and ways of audio promotion into their music, I think that could benefit them so much more than spending $10,000 on a music video.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, a lot of DJs are already doing a podcast, but mostly that's yeah. music related, of course. Mm. Um, like you and I do, we do a talking podcast. Yeah. Um, what would you advise to DJs? Like, w- would you remain keep doing the the music stuff or would you do both best of both worlds so talking and music or
1: do what makes you happy why should you adhere to numbers and like views like i don't know how many views your podcast has i don't really care to be honest (laughs) um like if it makes you happy then do what you want to do if you want to talk about mastering for three hours a week talk about mastering if you want to talk about mix down production and melody talk, talk about that yeah true um if you feel you're good at marketing do that honestly um i think that people should do what makes them happy and if that's what makes them happy then they should go for it cool and go all in
0: great advice man thanks um that's it for me. I, I just want to thank you for taking the time to do this. Thank and, you. Uh, really nice to meet you because, yeah, it's, it's a new connection for me as well. Uh, yeah. let, let's stay in touch if you're interested. Definitely. And, um, yeah. I will let you know when everything's uh, blowing up and everything's going <laughs> online. Uh, but, yeah, awesome. thanks
2: again, man. Nice to meet you. You too. Awesome. Cool. Right.